You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The Economic Freedom Fighters will launch uh, their much-anticipated national manifesto tomorrow in Durban at the Moses Mabida Stadium. Now, last night, all EFF members of Parliament boycotted the State of the Nation address in Parliament uh, following a ruling by the Western Cape High Court, which dismissed an application by the party's uh, six MPs, including leader Julius Malema, to have their suspension interdicted. Uh, joining us right now is the EFF's national spokesperson, Sinawa Tambo. That's start uh, by just giving us a sense of why uh, all the other MPs who were not suspended uh, decided to actually boycott last night's uh, State of the Nation address. Look, our characterization of the suspensions of the six members of parliament is that it's part and parcel of an undemocratic and uh, lack of transparent government in terms of parliament in itself. That seeks to stifle opposition voices, has adopted rules that are essentially regulating the speech of members of parliament who are democratically elected by the people of South Africa. So the attendance of anyone who has an interest in accountability and transparency and ensuring that the executive is held accountable by any member of parliament is complicit in the turning into parliament into an instrument in defense of Sir Ramaphosa. So that is the sole reason why members of parliament of the EFF didn't attend the State of the Nation address. We couldn't be complicit in Parliament being turned into an instrument in defence of those who don't want to be held accountable. Uh, did you listen to the State of the Nation address all the same? Myself, uh, personally, no. Uh, I can see our people are in uproar about some analogy about a person named Tinsualo, but from the snippets that we've been able to pick up watching the news, it's, it's uh, not surprising that he utilised the State of the Nation address as a sort of farewell song instead of uh, using the State of the Nation address as an opportunity to, to reflect on the targets which were set in 2023, which have been met, which have not been met, utilized it as a generic opportunity to sing self-praises for himself and the government since 1994 and take credit for growth uh, terms that have been implemented by presidents preceding him up until this point in time. So Sodra Maposa has consistently not used the State of the Nation address as a a working report, but rather has used it as an opportunity to think that his term is, a, is beginning afresh. And this, and in this instance, he used it as a campaign initiative to make analogies that are not practical and implausible uh, to the people of South Africa in terms of the conditions they face today. So now... The EFF has now decided to appeal the Western Cape um, High Court's decision uh, at the Constitutional Court uh, following yesterday's ruling, which dismissed the application by the six MPs to have their suspension interdicted. Talk to us about that particular decision. And also, um, some of our analysts were rather scathing about uh, the EFF's uh, castigation of the judiciary after that particular ruling. Look, I think let's start with the criticisms that are being waged against the judiciary, and that is exactly what they are. So the mischaracterization of criticisms against the judiciary as a tax is something that must extremely be frowned upon, because we mustn't think that the judiciary exists outside the scope of accountability and criticism in itself. That's the first thing. Uh, secondly, we don't want a wrong precedent to be set that members of parliament can be suspended when they hold the executive accountable. There is no one instance of violence that can be directly pointed out that occurred in the State of the Nation address last year. 
rather people are offended that members of parliament would dare stand up with placards and call out the president on his failures. So we're, we're launching these appeals on the basis that we don't want the president to be said that it is normal for members of parliament who are democratically elected by the people to be suspended by committees within parliament that are constituted by the ruling party in defense of their president. So we're suspended by the running lackeys of Cyril Ramaphosa himself because they want to appease him. So we want to break that precedence and that possibility of it being forward, and as well as the rules that have been adopted that no points of orders can be raised during joint sittings. It's a regulation of freedom of speech in a place where speech should be the most free because we're representing South African people. So those are the basis of these appeals. So are you saying the members of the judiciary who uh, came up with uh, the rulings that they did in the Western Cape High Court are lackeys of President Ramaphosa? Not necessarily lackeys of President Ramaphosa, but it's uh, not untoward to presume that they might have certain biases against the economic freedom fighters. And not anyone is immune to a political bias. And we're saying that it is irrational for a judge to say that the speech of members of parliament can be regulated in specific sittings and unregulated in others. What is the logic of saying that no points of orders are not allowed in joint sittings and state of the nation addresses, but in all other sittings of parliament, points of orders are allowed? There's no rational explanation as to why that is the case. So that is the rationality that doesn't make sense to us. There's no rational judge in our understanding that would make that differentiation unless you are saying that a president must be protected from being held accountable in certain sittings while we know that the president of South Africa only goes to parliament for the state of the nation address and for certain midterm budget or budget speeches. So there are very few occasions where you can actually address the president directly in parliament. And that is why we're saying that to regulate that freedom of speech in those certain instances and for that to be ratified by a court of law is something that we're suspicious of. So the EFF is launching its uh, manifesto tomorrow in Durban. Um, uh, tell us about your expectations, uh, your supporters. Are you expecting them to come out in numbers? What are your uh, uh, projections at this point? Look, everything is all systems go on our side. We're expecting an extremely successful rally at Moses Mapita Stadium where we'll be launching the People's Manifesto on the EFF. And this manifesto is going to speak directly to the problems confronting our people through diagnosis, but also practicable, implementable, and verifiable solutions. So all of the people of KZN have heard our calls. The president of the EFF have been having community meetings throughout the week. There's been a positive reception to that. And we expect a successful launch of our manifesto as we kickstart the campaign towards uh, assuming government in South Africa. Well, we will be there as the SABC, so um, uh, certainly we'll follow and uh, bring that uh, to our listeners and viewers here on the SABC platforms. But thanks, uh, EFF National Spokesperson Sinao Tambo there. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.